0: no purchase necessary, void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, alright. It's time to enter our football time machine and go back to the decade. That we haphazardly label the noughties, there or thereabouts, anyway. Although, more so today, the 2000s, the football of its time. I'm Jake, of course, as always, from What If Football, and this is the 66th episode of the Noughties Nostalgia Podcast. Welcome back. It's the Sports Social Podcast Network, which we are on, of course, here, and we're gonna play a little round of obscure footballer back in black back in 2022 here we are we're on the podcast feed we're also on patreon where if you like podcasts like these head on over down there to patreon.com forward slash what if football where from one pound a month you can support the channel and as a as a return four p per piece of content in that month weekly football podcasts, weekly football columns, nostalgic podcasts like these as well. So head yourself on down for that. But for now, let's get stuck straight in, shall we? The rules! Let's, let's, we may as well delve into the rules whilst we're here because every game has to have rules and Obscure Footballer is no different. So all players who played the majority of their careers before the 21st century, unless obviously, you know, Diego Maradona, he's not going to be, he's not going to be obscure, but attach a bit of common sense to this. All Man United players since 1998 are not obscure. Of course, me being a Man United fan, um, not many slip through the net on that one. And at the end of it, I pick three of my favorites or three greatest or the three most obscure to go into the Hall of Fame. And we've got three classes. You may, if you're a a continual listener of this show, you will know that we have two classes already. The October class of the Obscure Hall of Fame. We can't start without mentioning Frodo Grodas from Middle-earth FC himself. We've got Israel Zuniga and we've got Ofeo Kezaverd, who may just be the absolute best in class there, (laughs) old Kezaverd. And in November's class of Hall of Fame, we've got Orlando Trustful, we've got Boncho Genchev and we've got John Gope Fenapai. And to announce, to induct our December class of Hall of Fame. We've got three names as ever. We've got William Mocquet. We've got Torben Pickneck. And we've got Zan Benedicic. Wow, what a class. What, a, what an insane class of obscure footballers. And of course, we will aim to provide three more into that Hall of Fame class for January 2021, which is what we're doing here today with Obscure Footballer. Let's start. And our inductions from the previous episode, January 2021's class in the Hall of Fame. Well, we had to give it to Philip Twazik and Patrick Twazik. They're not going in as a tag team. They are not the Dudley boys, the Hardy boys, any other wrestling tag team you want to name. They're going in separately because they deserve it. They've got very different careers, as we mentioned on last week's episode with them both starting off at Celtic. Let's be fair, and then one going to Bolton, the other going to Livingston. One going to Slovenia, uh, Slovakia, Czech Republic, etc. The other staying in Germany. So they've they've got very separate careers. So I think we should um, we should separately induct them into the Hall of Fame. And the third and final one, much up for debate, it was last week. Was it Diego Gavilán, the Paraguayan fullback for? Newcastle may have even been a winger who knows he's that obscure it wasn't him was it Steve Slade Apostolos Velios was it David Perpetuini no it was not it was a trialist yes the concept of trial footballers by definition have to have to go in the obscure footballer hall of fame that's a cop out so what let's run with it let's start off Oh God, we we start off with an absolute cracker. Um, last week, you may remember, we had Tesfay Bramble, and I'm not going to go through his entire um, life, because let's be honest, it's Wednesday morning, let's not. Um, we start off kind of on a similar vein, I'm not sure. I didn't really want to read into him that much. <laughs> Al-Sadiq Gaddafi. Now, I've not certainly not seen him play. Um, this is from Chris Sargent 4, by the way. I certainly haven't seen him play. Um, but given the particular surname, I could probably hazard a guess where he came from. Um, I, I think I have heard the story before of Colonel Gaddafi having a son who attempted to maybe a few times play professional football. So unfortunately he's not obscure. I couldn't name you where or whereabouts. Um, I knew it was Italy, um, right off the bat, um, And this opens up a can of worms that really I don't think... Am I qualified to do this as a football podcaster? Amateur football podcaster? Can you be obscure if you're a dictator's son? Um, We don't really have a case study for that. Um, I mean, I don't know if... The closest we've ever got, maybe. It's not even a dictator. Osama Bin bin Laden supported Arsenal. Um, That's probably about the closest we've ever got. Let me know if anybody else, if you know of a dictator or a, a controversial leader, maybe Chairman Mao rocked up at a Udinese game once. <laughs> God, maybe Paul Pot. Uh, no, let's just, um, let's just carry on with the football, shall we? We've got no case study. So we. I'm going to say not obscure, though, because I think enough people know the story. Regardless, here's the story. Gaddafi played in, of course, Libya for a team in Tripoli, of course, which is the capital of Libya. Then he moved to Perugia, Udinese in Sampdoria, playing a a wild two games. Played twice for the national team as well. You'd have thought he'd been the first name on the team sheet. like You know when you're playing junior football, the son of the manager is kind of not really good at football, but he plays him anyway. Um, he just sticks along. Don't really like football. He's had it enough at home. Don't really like football. Just comes along because his dad's there. Maybe his mum's out j- during the weekend. Who knows? And he's, he's physically got to be there. So he plays for the team. This is essentially what Gaddafi was in the Libya team. <laughs> I'd have thought he'd have played a bit more. I'd have thought he'd be like uh, 80 caps. But um, there are probably reasons for this. He failed a drug test in and around somewhere. Um, he... Probably, obviously, had a very wild life, only just got out of prison, for example. He employed Diego Maradona as a technical consultant whilst in Italy, and Ben Johnson, no, not that West Ham fullback, that's so funny, no, the sprinter as his personal trainer. Um, He sounds like um, a self-important, self-indulgent chopper, to be honest. Um, He's not obscure, but uh, let's move on from the Gaddafi debacle, shall we, and move on to some more... Some more pressing names. So we've got George B01065217. I will get the hang of that one day, George. Um, Mauro Bressan. Now the name strikes a chord. I've seen it somewhere before, definitely. I couldn't place him. I thought Serie A, um, turn of the century Serie a. Um He's obscure. He's obscure. He played for Como, Foggia, Cagliari, Bari uh, when Bari were good, and then Fiorentina. Now, for Laviola, he did gain his fame, and the fame, of course. If you've watched any Champions League goal compilation, you will know what goal I'm talking about. That overhead kick against Barcelona, 99-2000 season. If you don't know it, you do know it deep down. It's an overhead kick from 25-30 yards. It goes in off the post. He somehow manages to lob the goalkeeper with an overhead Um, The best way I can describe it is if you've seen that Trevor Sinclair overhead kick for QPR in the FA Cup that time, well, this is the the better, flashier, continental cousin of that. Um, Bressan then played for Venezia, Genoa, Como again, Lugano and Chasso. It's remarkable that he scored 20 league goals when he had that overhead kick in his locker. I think ITV named it the second greatest Champions League goal ever. That was... Uh, some time ago now, maybe a bit lower down the pecking order now. Zidane was first for his goal in the 2002 final. So that's the type of um, quality that Bressan is sort of. <laughs> the type of circles he's working in. And he's kind of a typical player where his career is essentially boiled down to one goal. And for this, I think we have to have him in contention for the Hall of Fame, don't we? A man who scored this wild goal done really very little else. Only played two years for Fiorentina when they were good, when it was the by Gold days and um, before he left for Roma. Um, that Champions League, when they played Arsenal and Man United, he may have played against your teams in that year. You just may have forgotten it. But Bresson's definitely in the foyer. He's definitely uh, one to watch um, for the rest of this episode in terms of the Hall of Fame class for, for January 2021 Part 2, I guess. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, so we move on to Matty Mack's suggestion. Carolus. Um, I'm going to take a run up at this one. Andrea mancinaro I think, sorry, any, um, well, we'll get onto the nationality of him later on. Now, before I even checked, um, I, I'm putting this in the hall of fame right now. Here's one. Um, it's just ridiculous. Um, I know last week I said you need to have a bit of familiarity, but I mean the name itself, I mean, it's just class, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I'm bending my own rules. Who cares? He's obscure. Now, knowing Matty, I was, I was, I am tended to go down with obscure footballers. Three routes. Filipino international, Liverpool reject, or a player with a quite substantial nomadic career. So 20 clubs minimum. (laughs) Because I know that's what Matty likes. But a, Neither kind of I don't, he's he's not really got the threshold for the amount of clubs. I guess he does. I mean, it's the the where he's played the where he's played the football. I guess is kind of bizarre in a way. Um, he's a Madagascan international, thirty-seven appearances. Played in Madagascar for Academie Antsika. Played in Algeria for Paradou AC and WA Tlemcen, and USM Alger. Then to Saudi for Ohad, Al-Hadala, Al-Qasida and Ohad again, where he, he currently still plays. Yes, Carlos Andrea Mancinaro still plays football. Hats off to Matty for that one. He's not in the, not a clue who he is. He did though, here's something which maybe that familiarity thing. Here's something to go towards that one. He was named in the 2019 AFCON um, madagascar team and scored only their second afcon match in a match against guinea in a 2-2 draw so andrea matsinoro i've said it differently every time but i'm pretty confident i've got it on that last one there um you're in the hall of fame already well done you'll be joined by two others, us which will announce i guess on obscure football around six who knows when that's going to take place? Probably February, but uh, we've still got some more. Of course, we've still got some more. We're only starting here. Loyal CPFC underscore from Twitter asks us rather suggests Ian Armandroid. Now here is one that sounds like a failed early Premier League player. And given that the Twitter handle has CPFC in it, he's definitely failed in the early Premier League years. I'm guessing um, he's definitely not a Brighton player. He's obscure. I've, I've seen the name, I know I've seen the name because, um, I'm guessing, because of the Barclays, um, which returns on Friday, there you go, there's a plug, Series 3 out soon, of the Barclays, there you go. Anyway, I've got a feeling he played in the first two seasons, Um, and being that CPFC, probably the first one, because Crystal Palace got relegated, sorry, um, in 1992-93, but it wasn't. Curveball. Oh, sneaky curveball. He played his Premier League football with Leicester. Also, see so spells at Bradford, Oldham, Villa, Derby, Scumfop and Hull. Now, I know where I'd seen him. I think, I think I've seen him on a perhaps a FIFA game, but um, as I'm looking further down these notes, <laughs> he retired in 1998 and Bradford weren't in FIFA until 2000 because they're shocking at football. He was born in Bradford... Um, just as I start to watch football, so by definition, if you listen to the rules earlier on, he's by definition obscure. Well done. Loyal CPFC for that one. Gavmac23 suggests Roberto Guyana. He screams, to me, at least. Newcastle. French Revolution type team in the early 2010s under Pardew. Um he's obscure. Um now he he hasn't played in England, but um, he's played for quite a lot of top-tier Italian teams. So Brescia, 9905, 56 appearances there. They were around the time when Roberto Baggio was playing for them. You've got Cagliari, you've got Bologna, you've got Chievo on loan, you've got Ascoli, you've got Palermo between 2006 and 2011 when they were probably at their peak, I'd say. Um, Cavani, those types of players, um, 83 appearances there. Played 301 league games in the Italian league, one under 21 app for Italy. Um, Definitely in the foyer. I think what might stop him is that um, familiarity to a British audience to play in the Premier League or Scottish Premier League or something like that or play at a a major tournament or just do something ridiculous like a Mauro Bressan and that's all you're remembered for. But um, a very, very, very good shout out there, Gav, uh, for that one. Jake Collinson says, Justin Cochrane. Now, this name again sounds familiar. Whether or not it's had a name, we've, uh, it's a name we've done before in this obscure footballer game. In, we're now five, five episodes deep into this. And from Jake, I, I suggested, oh, in my head I was thinking, you're probably getting a Sunderland player here. Um, either way, I couldn't picture him. I've seen the name, I know I've seen the name. He's obscure. And I knew the name because he's currently head of first team development at Manchester United. So, as I said earlier, my team, Man United, not really many things get past me in terms of playing staff, obviously. Never played for Man United, didn't really play in the Premier League or or at all. Um, Played in the EFL, an EFL legend almost, I guess. Crew played 72 times for them in the league between 2003 and 2006, and the rest is just a who's that Of um, southern teams, I guess. Um, QPR, Hayes Hayes and Yedin, sorry, uh, Gillingham, Rotherham, Yeovil, Millwall, Rushden Diamonds, Aldershot, Hayes and Yedin again, Boreham Wood, Antigua Barracuda, and whether they're a team in the Caribbean or a team in London, who knows, and then Boreham again. So Hmm. Yeah. Obscure. Definitely. He's in the foyer. He's definitely in the foyer. He's in there with your breast sands, with your and droids. There you go. Right. The next one. And this, to be fair, I'm recording this a little peek behind the curtain here. I'm recording these two episodes back to back, um, in December. So there you go. There's that. This is the only name in these two episodes that, I've, that I'm recording. Um, bar Jason Wilcox from last week. Um, that I can confidently say that I know. And this is George Spencer with Adam Leitch. Now, he was supposed to sign for Manchester United in that bumper combined deal with Zoran Tosic in 2010. But United at the back end of it, backed out, um, he made his name in Serie A though, a bit like Zoran Tosic, and he's a Serbian, like Zoran Tosic as well, um, Lajic played for Fiorentina and Roma, playing 150 times roughly for those, then played for Inter, Torino, Besiktas, currently only 30 and does still play in Turkey. Um, Wikipedia quite optimistically have a dash by his Serbian appearances as if he's going to play anymore. Who knows? Who knows? 47 times for Serbia. Definitely not obscure. If not for his United connection though, to be fair, he's probably not obscure because he he did quite well in Italy. I do tend to remember him in Fiorentina, Roma and Inter. I mean, if you're playing semi-regularly for Inter Milan, there's a fairly good chance. Sorry, George, that you're not obscure. Um... So well done to Adam Leitch for the fantastic career that he obviously has had. Now we move on. Dave Matheson says David Beresford. And now this is a player I know. Um, I know, I think, I know, and I know he's largely before my time or there or thereabouts. I know the name. I might not know the ins and outs of his career, but I don't think he's obscure. Um, me, probably to the wider audience, um, maybe, I don't know, Um to be fair to Dave, his first shout was Orfeo Curzaved, and, and let's be honest, Curzaved we all know, is in the October 2021 class already, so we couldn't accept Curzaved a second time, but if there was ever going to be a man who we could induct two times in a row <laughs> or twice in the Hall of Fame, it is Curzaved. let's be honest, and we'd already had him, so this was, to be fair to Dave's, this is Dave's second choice here, um, Oldham, 94 to 97, played for Huddersfield for four years as well, up to 2001, had a year at, Hull had a year at Plymouth. Got the dates slightly wrong, um, I thought it'd be a bit more 80s into 90s rather than 90s into 2000s, but apparently, definitely a notable player, apparently if you play Championship Manager 0102, that's probably where I knew him from. I played that a lot back in the day, and to be fair, let's be honest, even occasionally now, because it is... That good of a game anyone plays that pfft, what a what a game of um, probably the best football management game ever. But there we are. Maracas flute comes in with Ryan Williams, um, and this is a kind of obscure football that is hiding in plain sight. Kind of obscure football, and not a sausage when you've got two two very very common names. Ryan, I mean that's fair enough, but Williams, it's just. Beige, he'd he'd hide in a sea of beige on due looks, wouldn't he? Um, In one of those swatch charts. I don't know where I'm going with that one, obscure. Anyway, there's two Ryan Williams on Wikipedia and thankfully Maracas Flute mentioned his height and um, given Wikipedia listed him at five foot, five inches, this was a huge help and I think I'm on the right tracks. I'm sure Maracas Flute will let me know um, if I've got the right one. And let's be honest, looking at his career, I've probably got the right one here. A nomadic career that um, apparently may or may not be over yet. He's 43, but I don't know. He's been playing football up until last year. So, I mean, who knows? He may make a return. Mansfield is where he started off, then went to Tranmere, then went to Chesterfield, then went to Hull, then went to Bristol Rovers, to Forest Green Rovers, to Aldershot Town, to Weymouth, to Mansfield again, to Gainsborough, to North Ferriby. to Gainsborough again, to Scarborough, to AFC Mansfield, not just Mansfield, so three spells I guess combined in Mansfield, and then uh, and then East Yorkshire, Carnegie, then Hall Road Rangers, so I guess... The majority of his career, apart from that middle spell there with Forest Green, Aldershot and Weymouth, can be deduced as kind of northeast, kind of east-ish. And obviously Tramier, but and Bristol Rovers, of course, so I'm just talking a lot of old bollocks now. Um Ryan Williams definitely in with a shout. He's in the foyer, let's be honest. He's in the foyer quite difficult this one this week and we already know we've got one um andrea Matsinhara, see i got it i got it I've, I've i've nailed that anyway so we've got a few more to go tom moore 00441129 i hope they're not like that looks like it could be a bank account number mate um don't put your bank details on twitter tom moore regardless uh he says adam porridge not porridge porridge Another name that is semi-familiar, I guess. I don't know if he's been on the show before. We've had this last week with Rory Ginty. It it sounds like the name's familiar. And I feel as though we've had him on the show. But I think that only adds to his obscurity, Being the fact that I've made notes on him before, or may have, and he's still obscure to me. It's like I'm seeing him for the very first time. (laughs) But the name is familiar. I don't know if it's familiar because I know I've watched him play football or... Or because... I've had him in this game before and I've forgotten about him. And to be fair, what makes you more obscure? I think the latter, really, let's be honest. Um, Porridge is an Australian under 20 international in 1990. So going back some time here, which is probably in the realms of automatic obscurity here for me personally. 13 Premier League games for Sheffield Wednesday between 1993 and 98. Perfect for this game. (laughs) Let's be honest. Um, Porridge, yes, he is... He's in the foyer. He's in the foyer. Let's just keep it at that. And this helps for when I'm re-listening these and making a Hall of Fame for the for the next episode. Adam Porridge, yeah, you're in the Hall of Fame, mate. So we've got two more to go. We'll start off with Derek Cleary, 78, who says, Cow, Ribeiro. Now, this one's hard. Um, it's a, either a failed Brazilian or Portuguese footballer in a sort of, It's either in a Premier League era that was too rough um, where the Premier League was deemed too rough anyway, or any other self-aggrandizing cliches, or he didn't play in the Premier League at all. Um, But apparently, um, he's obscure by the way, obviously, that should probably go without saying for most of these really, shouldn't it? Um, Well not quite um, the Premier League, too rough for the Premier League sort of thing. He played all his career outside Britain, he lurched from Brazil to Italy it seems, so this is definitely Derek one of those that falls into the category of being obscure to a point of beyond obscurity where we can't accept him into the hall of fame definitely worthwhile for this game though let's be honest but to go into a hall of fame i think he's beyond the sweet spot it's kind of like i mean, I guess any curling fans listening to this um the winter olympics the next month i chuck a few curling references in here I don't know any the mechanics of the spot, but I mean, I guess if you skim that stone a bit further than yeah, that's pretty much where we are with Ribero here. Um, (laughs) That was well worn, wasn't it? Um, So yeah, he lurched from Brazil to Italy with a bizarre German regional league spell at the end of his career. A forward. Um, who's got 39 goals in 227 games <laughs> played for sao Paulo in Brazil into Milan and Napoli in Italy. Um, so kind of I mean are those too good to be obscure. He obviously didn't play enough um, because he was back in Brazil quickly afterwards played for Santos twice. Flamengo twice, Fluminense, gremio and Botafogo but to be fair, five huge clubs. Um, with Sao Paulo as well before and six huge Brazilian clubs in there. So, I mean, probably a household name back home to me here in this two up two down in Yorkshire, unfortunately not. <laughs> and we end today's episode with Chris Kelly suggestion, Vance Warner. Now, he sounds like a Grand Theft Auto Vice City character and that's probably the because I've been playing that a bit too much recently with my son. Um, and my son's four, so I probably shouldn't be admitting that one. Um, especially if his mother's listening. He's obscure, Vance Warner. Um, he's. He, I think we've got another automatic Hall of Fame-worthy suggestion here. Alongside Andrea Matsinaro. See, I'm practicing his surname all the time. I'll get it right by the next um, obscure football episode when we read out these names for the Hall of Fame so Vance Lance Vance from Vice City Vance Warner five games for Nottingham Forest between 94 and 1997 so when they were back in the Premier League to be fair when they were doing quite well um, three then three games on loan at Grimsby in 96 six nine games on loan for Rotherham in 97 and then played permanently for Rotherham in until 2000 released in 2000 age 25 the world ahead of him And then just never returned to football, which is why I think uh, we're going to put him in the Hall of Fame. He didn't have an injury, could still play, um, I guess. I guess he could still play. Didn't retire. um, Has since worked for BT, aged 47, now born in Leeds. Um, Vance, you're going into the Hall of Fame. And to be born in Leeds with a name like Vance, you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, mate. Um, and that's where we're going to end today's show. We have already two Hall of Fame inductees confirmed for to be announced for the next episode. I'm pretty sure of it. Andrea Matsonara got it again, Kuching, and Vance Warner. and it's just a matter of getting that third one. Not Gaddafi. <laughs> Anybody who skipped to the end of this episode is going to be like, "What? What are you on about?" Not Gaddafi. Not Paul Pot, not Kim Jong-il's son either. Um, So episode 68 is next week. It is January, apparently. Um, So next week we'll be looking at the best FA Cup matches you can remember. So from your Liverpool 4, Everton 4, which if you are on the Patreon feed, you will know we did the Great Games podcast on that, the 1991 FA Cup fifth round replay, one of the greatest FA Cup games, in my opinion, we did that over there, so if you like podcasts like these, as I said at the top of the show, get your son on down to patreon.com forward slash what if football, for one pound a month you get tons of additional content, 4p per piece of content, so it's a podcast about this length, about 20, 30, 40 minutes, 4p for that, I mean selling myself short here surely anyway we'll see you next week we'll see you on Friday as well here on the Sports Social Podcast Network for the Barclays season 3 premiere 1994-95 season will Manchester United win the title three times in a row no see you then see you